What's up? What's happening? You are listening to the Midnight Podcast with McKellar Mean, and we are too high to go hell. Job! This year, it's all about spiritual health, man. That is what we are here for. That's what we're here to talk about. That's what we're here to connect on. That's what we're here to share, man. And I, I want to avail myself to you guys, anyone willing to participate in this conversation about spiritual, spiritual spiritual health man <sighs> I feel good I'm currently in London um, here because I just want to connect with my community of world changers man like it's been a while since I've been here um, for any significant amount of time so I'm here for a few months and we're just connecting we're going to be doing um, different things like uh, we've got Cesarojo every week I'm going to be doing some performances and just, you know, general meetups and catch-ups with people. One-to-one spiritual health coaching is uh, also on the cards for anyone that wants to do that in person or online, no matter where you are in the world. You get what I'm saying, family? But yeah, man, 2020. I want to know how it's been for you guys. I want to know, you know, how you guys are feeling right now. For me, um, this year... As I, I've walked into this year very calmly, you know, the idea of a the idea of a new decade really kind of sets people off, you know. And what we tend to do uh, when the new year comes in, we tend to, you know, okay, it's um, it's December thirtieth or thirty first. Okay, as soon as January first hits. I need to hit the ground running. I need to da 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 da. And we kind of turn things into a sprint, you know, and then we lose momentum and energy very quickly because the idea of a new year kind of puts us into anxious panic mode that our life needs to change and shift as soon as the clock turns 1 a.m., you know. But if you look at nature and the way nature uh, shifts and I guess uh, transforms itself it's in a gradual slow steady patient quiet peaceful space right all the things that we seem to have a lot of difficulty with and I will throw myself in that box we seem to have a lot of difficulty with, with that but this year I didn't want to, you know, even though, funny enough, I, I literally brought in the new year live on stage and it was the most <laughs> hype thing you can imagine. I'm going to be sharing some videos on that real soon. Um, but I started the new year in such a hype space. We was in the forests in Kenya, in the coast, and like hundreds of people around and I was doing a concert and yeah, but... The way I progressed into my year was very like nature does. Because just like I said earlier, I understand that the new year is not a a time on a clock, but a gradual shifting process. And you'll start to see your new year will start to the things around this time, you know, particularly between the middle and end of March, you will start to see shifts. The new year in terms of your nature, in terms of what this year holds for you, you know, because it's not going to be the same for all of us. 
But in terms of what this year has in store for you, you will start to see if, especially if you are paying, if you're someone who's um, taking the time to pay attention to yourself, um, you will start to see what the the shifts are and how your year is um, and what your year is guiding you towards. And so that's what I've been doing, man. So what I for the last two years, I've just made sure that January, February, I use as months. To allow myself to download and offload and observe, you know, um, kind of go into, you know, like when you walk past your favorite store, your Nike store, or your Debenhams or your Gap store, and they've they've got a huge board in front of it saying under saying under under maintenance, you know, what I'm saying be back in a couple months, you know, get ready for our new. Brand new store, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's how that's how I see myself, especially in the, in the first couple months of the year. I put my boards up, you know. It doesn't seem like it because I'm still putting stuff out, but not at the same velocity that I usually do. But um, yeah, I put my boards up and I go inward and I and I really start to work um, on maintenance of myself and go back to you know realign myself with my purpose. Go back to the 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 reason why I'm doing things because sometimes you could get so caught up in the doing that you forget why and then you forget the importance of doing things correctly and on purpose so yeah that's what I used January and February for and March and where I'm at right now I'm going to be doing that for the mo- for the most of the year I'm in an audit year right now because um, we're coming up to five years of Village Link Up. And we're, and we're coming up to 10 years of World Changer Life. Yeah, get what I'm saying? This is going to be 10 years since this uh, mission was given to me. And so it's this year for me, I'm going to be doing a lot of auditing and a lot of um, maintenance work and looking at what I'm doing and how to be more effective in connecting with my community in, you know, and proactive in building community you know that that's what my year is really really dealing with and what is that related to i didn't write it down but let's write it in um you guys know you guys know that this life is led by the oath heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility and um that's what we always write. Because as someone who sees themselves as a world changer, let me let me be uh, real with you guys. You know, the the first time I got uh, called a world changer, it was a it was a, a a shifting moment in my life, right? Where I knew that I had tapped into something new in regards to my identity, but I didn't know fully what it what it was, you know. And 10 years in and, you know, having my life led by that one statement alone, I understand that as a world changer, I am an architect of paradise. It is my responsibility. Yes. As a world changer, if I see myself as a world changer, as someone who has the power and ability and responsibility to change the world, then the 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 most uh 
beautiful reflection of the world, which is heaven by all accounts. Yes. All of us know that when we speak of that word heaven, you know exactly you don't get it twisted. You know exactly what heaven means. You know exactly um, even if you don't know what it's supposed to look like or what is how you're supposed to experience, you know the word heaven in itself represents a a a harmonious ex- living experience, right? And so, what I spend most of my time doing is developing myself, studying myself, and and curating my life in a way that I can experience heaven and project heaven. And constantly revolve heaven. And what is heaven? That is a consistent revolution of peace, love, freedom, happiness, health, wealth, truth, and gratitude. Yeah? To experience those things every single day. Irrespective of challenges. Irrespective of circumstance. Irrespective of condition. Do you get what I'm saying? To experience those things. Truth, love, peace, freedom, happiness, health, wealth and gratitude. To experience those things on a constant basis. Irrespective of what's happening outside of you. That is a heavenly experience. And that is a worthy goal. It's a goal that I truly believe that once we all understand our power within us, we can be responsible for instating in this world. And there's no better time to be able to do that. There's, I don't believe there's any other generation that's been given as much power as we have to insist paradise. None. None. You know? No generation has been given this much power. And, you know, I'm not an oracle, so I I can't tell the future. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how long this power and freedom will exist for us. Unless we do something about it. Unless we become the custodians of our life, right? Meaning taking every facet of our life, our education, our entertainment, our uh, family setups, our practices of health, our practices of spirituality, our practices of, of law, our, do you get what I'm saying? Unless we take full ownership of these things, then we will always be at the mercy of Someone else who deems themselves superior. Someone else who takes responsibility on our behalf. Today, we have the absolute freedom to not be a slave to anyone. And to be able to govern your own life is true freedom. Is the first step to having a heavenly existence. But the question is, family, the beautiful question is right now is, are you... And I uh, prepared mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally to take on those responsibilities. And that's what this conversation is about.
When we talk about spiritual health, this is the conversations that I want to have with you guys. This is what I want to uh, put forward. That we have now reached a space where the gates of heaven are open. And the gates of hell are securely, <laughs> they're very, very wide too. We have reached a middle ground. Where we have the option of choosing what we want, right? However, we have to be prepared for it. You know, like, if heaven was a mountain, which is always described as it is. If you notice, heaven's always at the top of some mountain. It's always like Mount Olympus, you know, Mount Kirinyaga. Heaven is always characterized, or God's existence is always characterized and at the top of a mountain. You know, and I don't believe that's literal. It's an allegory for what you have to do in terms of preparedness to climb that mountain. Anyone who's ever tried to scale a mountain knows you can't just pull up on a mountain and start walking up that thing. You get what I'm saying? You can't just pull up and say you're about to climb Kilimanjaro. You can't. You can walk around it. You can play around the foot. You can scale a couple miles up. You get what I'm saying? But to get to the peak. To get to the peak. That requires training. That requires resilience. Yes. That requires accessories. Specific gear. Do you get what I'm saying? And in the same breath. If we have the opportunity to live. And create our absolute freedom in this world. It's going to require us to be something other than what we've been for the last few centuries. It's going to even require us to be something other than what we've been even before slavery and colonization. Now we have reached a point in history where... The lessons from slavery, the lessons from colonization, we are now to put into practice. Yes? Okay? Nothing happens for no reason. For those of you that are still caught up on, you know, these things that happen to us, you got to understand that in the history of natural people, slavery and colonization is like a zit on your face. You know when you get a little white head? And it's really annoying and inconvenient and you wish it wasn't there and it's kind of ruining your moment because you've got a prom, you've got a first date, maybe you're starting work, maybe you've got a photo shoot and you just got a white head here. That's what slavery and colonization is in terms of the natural man and woman's entire history on this planet. Does that make sense? It's an annoying little zip. It's time. That shit is popping, it's popped, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> it's time to learn from that little, that moment in our history, we are now the total sum of all of our ancestors, and we get to decide what we want to do, and where we want to go from here, we have to project the healing that we wish to exist in, do you understand? I hope what I'm saying is making sense. So today, 
we have to position ourselves as something entirely new family do you get what i'm saying and so it it's it's a lot it's a lot it's it's a it's a lot less reading and more writing and when i say more writing like getting in touch with yourself you get what i'm saying because this isn't a one size fits all thing this isn't a dogmatic thing this isn't a pick up a, a religion and it's all good thing you get what i'm saying this isn't a get with this change your name and it's all makes sense now thing you get what i'm saying it don't work like that this isn't a go vegan and it's fixed thing you get what i'm saying this isn't a in the name of jesus and it's fixed thing it doesn't work like that you get what i'm saying you know what i'm saying it don't work like that my, my family this is an entire life style reprogramming do you get what i'm saying it's an entire life style programming and the first thing we have to do is declutter from all of the things that are not related to the truth of our nature. Why does Mikel always talk and refer back to nature? Mikel, are you a naturist? You know what I'm saying? Are you a naturist? Are you a part of some religion of nature? You know what I'm saying? No, listen. Nature is the spirit of God. Irrespective of what you say about nature, of what you do on top of nature, of how you treat nature, irrespective of who comes, whether it's a crusade in the name of the queen, or whether it's a neighboring tribe in the Akan community. Nature doesn't change for no one. Nature is a law. Do you understand? Nature is a law. Beyond the law of man. Above. More supreme to the law of man. Does that make sense? You know like law says you start a business. You pay your taxes. You get what I'm saying? Nature is like, yeah, but what happens when we shut down the whole tax building? You get what I'm saying? Just put an earthquake underneath your... <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Nature is a law that doesn't care about what you fathom. You have to live and abide by it if you want to have a peaceful existence. So... Us as beings of the earth must get in touch with our nature. Yes, our nature. To understand the ways in which we must live and project a world that is harmonious. It doesn't matter what this religious group says. It doesn't matter what this government says. It doesn't matter what this hashtag says or this weird group over here said it doesn't matter do you get what i'm saying all of us are trying to figure it out do you get what i'm saying and so right now the most important thing is to humble ourselves and study ourselves as natural people because that's the only thing that will survive and stand the tests of time of a very changing 
and shifting time. 2020 is going to be eruptive. You get what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, what I've learned is the more peace you can find within is the less things outside affect you so, so deeply. You feel me? Uh, yeah, so that's what that's what this that's what this live is about. That's what this um, that's what my that's what my purpose here is right now, man. I like I want you lot to know, man. You know I'm fully in. You know I'm dedicated. I don't have all the answers, you know, but I'm dedicated to understanding and being a vessel to reveal the answers that we don't have. You understand? Because what I understand about us as people is together, we have all the wisdom of God. When we are together, when we are together, when we truly are together, we have all the wisdom of God. But when we think as individuals, when we think you know, that we, know, we somehow, we know it all, and somehow, you know, we're the, nah, then you're going you gonna to live like a devil, and you will be um, susceptible to evil, you get what I'm saying, you'll be susceptible to evil, when you act and live as if you are an island, as if you are going to be the custodian of all knowledge and all that, do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Spiritual health. Um, you know, as I said before, we got the podcast out, so you can, if you're online, go to Spiritual Health with Mikel on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and um, you'll be able to listen to all the podcasts we got. Um, Village Link Up happened in December. And it was so beautiful. And we've got a lot of audio from that. We're going to be sharing on the podcast, um, including Cesaroja audios and conversations. And the podcast is real intimate, man. You know, it's not any contrived. So when did you break your tooth? And like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, it's real intimate conversations, genuine conversations that I want to, um, you know, give to the world and let people in on so that we can, again, help each other. We have the answers. Yes, we do. Spirituality is dynamic as is nature. Changes with the days, months, years and centuries. When is the next one? Village Link Up. Village Link Up will be happening in December. December 26th to the 1st of January. So we're going to be bringing in the new year. And so (laughs) it's going to be very, 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 very amazing. And uh, all who want to be involved, just hit me up, man. Let's have a conversation. Let's hear about, you know, what you're doing and how we can serve each other on this journey into the motherland and all its beauty and natural luxury. You get what I'm saying? So let's do questions. Since you lot of... uh, Throwing up questions. Let's do question time. It's the question time. Hey, hey, hey. The question time. It's the question time. It's the question time. You're just in time. Hey, we're the question time. It's the question time. Hey, <laughs> the question time. 
It's the question time. You're just in time. Oh, I think we got one. Throw some questions in, guys. Let's um, let's spark some more dialogue. You get what I'm saying? I like when you lot ask questions because it picks my brain. You lot make me think about things that I'm not necessarily think about, you know. And maybe asking questions that um, I haven't asked myself. And so yeah, I like being probed with questions. It's it's really cool. Um, how can you tell if your thoughts you are thinking are your thoughts? Or is it your spirit speaking to you? Hey, that's such a dope question, fam. Okay, let's let's say it again, just so you, uh, I can process it. How can you tell if your thoughts you are thinking are your thoughts, or is it your spirit speaking to you? All right, give me a moment. I'm gonna try and break this down as 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 well as possible. So. First of all, you gotta understand your mind is like a garden. Yes? <laughs> your mind is like a garden. Have you ever have you ever have you ever have you ever gone out into a garden and seen things growing in your garden that you didn't plant there? You know what I'm saying? You might have a garden and you see things in your garden, you're like, yo, where did these flowers come from? You know what I'm saying? Like Oh, who, where did these dandelions, I didn't do that, or all of a sudden, maybe you left your bike in the garden, all of a sudden, you've got these weeds that's wrapped around it, and you're like, fam, what happened, you know what I'm saying, yes, so your mind is pretty much the same way, where the environment will constantly drop seeds on you, you know, like the birds fly over your garden, or one animal takes a shit somewhere, and then things grow, you know what I'm saying? The rain comes down and, you know, seeds move, the wind blows it. Well, you, as a being of nature, you operate the same way, you know? Your being operates the same way. And this is why the media you consume, the people you follow, the books you read, uh, where you spend, your, what, wherever your attention is, is what will, what will inevitably grow uh, will, will inevitably grow out of you. Does that make sense? And so, because we believe, because we don't understand that we have, just like our gardens, we have the power to go in our gardens and curate and landscape that pl that place as much as possible. We have the power to go into our garden, rip out anything we don't want, pluck any any weeds out, you know, restore this, plant what we want, curate it how we want. Because we don't know our minds function the same way, right? We just let things go. You get what I'm saying? And maybe some of our gardens look like that too. Maybe if you start gardening, you'd understand the value of your mind. Uh, side note, not to digress, but being in, and living in Kenya has helped me appreciate my nature. One thing that living in Kenya has done is given me uh, an amount of patience that I never knew I had. Why? Because I started to observe how nature works. And by living like where I live is pretty much a forest. And you know, I got monkeys and exotic birds and avocado trees and banana trees and uh, you know, guava trees and different kind of trees. And I see how all these things interact with each other interdependently 
I see how ev on what I see how one tree is bare, another one has fruit. You know, like right now it's avocados are growing outside of my house, right? But then the lugwa tree is completely empty. And the lugwa tree now is just starting to grow little flowers. I know that as soon as avocado season's done, the lugwids will start to grow. I also notice how irrespective of the season, the bird, yes, the insects, the monkeys and the humans all eat from the same tree and the tree never finishes. You see, so I've learned a great deal about abundance, about patience, about the process, about wealth, about health from just being and observing nature. Back to your point though, your thoughts and, the, and how much thoughts come into your head aren't really your own. You understand? They're not really you. Does that make sense? Only the ones you decide you wish to uh, adhere to become you as way of you implementing, in, implementing it in your lifestyle. Now, on the count of your spirit speaking to you, that's a different thing. Now, the spirit will speak to you. You'll know your spirit is speaking to you when you are being, when you are channeling thoughts and, and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're channeling thoughts and feelings that are not necessarily based on your emotions. Does that make sense? It's not based on your emotions. You know when you get this feeling to, or, you, or you are pushed and you get this call to act in a way that seems like you don't know where it came from. It's not even related to, oh, I really like this or I'm passionate about doing this, so I'm going to do it. You get what I'm saying? It's not like that. You know, like me, like I'm passionate about doing something, so I'm doing it. Do you get what I'm saying? Or I don't like doing this. And I'm not doing it. It's when the spirit talks to you, it's right there in between. Do you get what I'm saying? It's got nothing to do with how you emotionally feel about something, but more as a almost a loud, almost burdening call to act, irrespective of how you sentimentally feel about what you're acting on. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, you see? That's the difference between the desire. Like right now, I want, you know, chips. You get what I'm saying? And the will. The spirit talks to you through the will. Yes? Your will is when you are called to act beyond your emotional perspective. I hope what I'm saying makes sense. If it doesn't, uh, you know, ask more. But that's, that's how you can tell the difference. When the Spirit is speaking to you, it's not emotional. Do you get what I'm saying? When the Spirit calls you to do something, it's not emotional. It's like... You get what I'm saying? Because your emotions are based on this body. And your body is like the last, the last, the total sum of your spirit. When you're talking about being spoken to from a higher spirit, right? Your higher self, it's not emotional. Because your emotions are based on this your mentality down. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah? So, I hope that makes sense, what I'm saying. But that's a dope-ass question. 
But in terms of your thoughts and how you lead and guide your life, um, what I like to do is um, make sure that all my thoughts are in alignment with my highest intentions for myself. So whatever you've identified as your calling, whatever you've identified as your, you know, um, purpose in life, your mission, aim and purpose, then making sure that your thoughts, your actions and your interactions, irrespective of what others are saying and doing, irrespective of all of those things, making sure all of those things come into alignment with your highest intentions and your highest excitement. You feel me? That's how you can curate your garden. Understanding that your life is not about what someone else thinks of you. Your life is not what about what someone else is giving to you. Your life is not about what someone else is doing to help or not doing to help or how many people are doing the thing that you believe. No, your life is about what you are giving to life. You understand? Nakumaisha. Your life is about what you are giving to life. That's it. You see? And based on what you give, will we'll, we'll determine on how life responds. Make sense? Yes? All right. Dope-ass question. Meditation, know thyself, is how you enter the garden so you can hear the subtle differences between my life is about what I'm giving to life. You done know. You done know the done know. Where's my music? All right, let's get some other questions. Keep asking questions, guys. I don't want it to run out of time. Um, right. Have you got any books that you've written that can help with spiritual connections and rebuilding? Uh, no, I haven't got any books. That I, you know, it's funny. I'm so, you know, if I'm being really honest, I'm so good with words and very good with, you know, very clear on how to write that I could write books. But I don't want to write a book right now. I'm, you know, I'm writing and because I'm, I feel like there's a lot of books out there that can share what I would share and I don't want I, I, yeah I'm just not ready to put out a book because by the time I do I feel like it will be a, it will be a comprehensive work worthy of giving to people that they can't find anywhere else do you get what I'm saying um, but I definitely have some book suggestions but also before I suggest some books to you um um I really want to encourage you because one thing I noticed about books family, you know, today is about being dedicated from a, this isn't an intellectual pursuit, you know, honestly, today we have to learn to go beyond intellect because the intellectuals, I say that because of this is the intellectuals have given us all everything so we can that's why i say like i'd rather refer you to all the books that the intellectuals have written like isis papers by dr francis cress welsing 
uh, Nutricide by Dr. Leila Africa. Um, you know, The Metuneta by Raun Nefa Amen. The Eleven Laws of God, which is one of my favorite uh, books right now. This book is amazing. Look how small it is. I'm literally just reading it over and over. And oh, look at it. It's that. Do you get what I'm saying? Why am I reading? I could look. You can really get through this book in one in in less than a, a, in a few hours. But I've spent months reading this because I realized something about reading. It's not about just saying you read a book. That's what we grew up doing. Everyone, oh yeah, I read the uh, Forty Eight Laws of Power. I read Malcolm Gladwell's, you know, David and Goliath. I read blah blah blah. I did this, but your life is still what. You know what I'm saying? Saying about reading. It's about using everything. What I've realized about life is everything from everything that you consume is a, is a constant conversation with yourself. Yes? So everything that you do, even listening to me, you should constantly refer. This isn't like you listening to me right now isn't about me. It's about you. Does that make sense? And like the music you're listening to, the food you eat, the books you read, you know, the activities you do, rah, 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 te, te, it's all about helping you reveal more of you. And that's why back in the day, I used to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to read this book. Yeah, done with that. On to the next book. I need more books. I need more books. I need more books. I need more books. It's not about that. Find one and study yourself. As you read, study yourself as you read me. I would like, I would like take a sentence, right? Out of this book, for example. Watch this. Good example. This is random, yeah, but I'm just pick a random page. It says, know that God neither punishes or rewards, nor protects. That you have the comfort of controlling these for yourself. Fam. That one statement alone. You got to meditate on that. For for days. You got to say it. <laughs> you can read that and be like yes. I get it. No you don't. I, you got to say it. You got. You see. Because for me to say that I get that. You can't get that. You got to live that shit. You got to live that. Let me read it again. If I can find the page. Know that God neither punishes nor rewards nor protects. You have the comfort of controlling these for yourself. Now, if you're really trying to read to shift your entire life, you can't just move on from a statement like that because your entire life is built on the opposite of that statement. Your literal entire life is built on, is programmed to be like, oh, I hurt my knee today, God don't like me. I got in a car crash, my uncle died, God hates us. Does that make sense? Oh, you know, I got robbed in Paris, God didn't protect me. Or today, I didn't get in a car crash, God protected me. Does that make sense? That's our programming. So to read a statement like that, and to, you can't say you're going to finish these little 130 pages and act like you're going to... No, it don't work like that. And because I understand that, um, I'm neither in a rush to read a lot of books, neither am I in a rush to write 
a lot of books. Just to say, I'm Mikel Amin and I have a hundred books. Because based on the shit that I write every day, I could put out a book probably every day. Does that make sense? But it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm trying to shift my existence, my experience, and, and, and that be something very, very real, you know? And so, um, yeah, but this is an amazing book, The Eleven Laws of God. Um, and I would suggest that to anyone. I even, uh, when I coach people, um, I, I do, you know, um, encourage them to get that book because it helps. When we're doing our one-to-one sessions, it really helps with understanding um, your spiritual health and how to really uh, take charge of that, you know? Um, yeah. Big up Fluffy Buffy. That is the probably one of the dopest Instagram handles uh, I've seen in a minute. I like that name. Fluffy Buffy. <laughs> Fluffy Buffy. <laughs> you got to smile when you read a, a, a name like that. You know what I'm saying? Fluffy, oh, I'm fluffy, <laughs> and you know what's mad, yeah? Here's this. This is what this is what happens, and it's you lot's fault, yeah. I be meeting people on road, yeah. Especially like coming back to London now. He will stop me on the street and be like, Mikel, and I'm like, Yo, what Who are you? And they're like, Yeah, my name's, and you're gonna tell me your real name. Let's say your real name is like, I don't know, Sandra. You get what I'm saying? My name's Sandra, yeah, I follow you. You follow me, we spoke online. I'm like, I don't remember speaking to no Sandra. And then you'd be like, Fluffy Buffy. And I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Me and Fluffy Buffy gonna be catching up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Instagram handles be bleeding into real life, by the way. All right, so have we got have we got any more questions? Let's get some more questions going, fam. We're talking about spiritual health, spiritual health. <clears throat> As I'm waiting, it's the first of the month, so if you are looking for one-on-one spiritual health coaching, hit me up. Hit me up. Um, I'm taking on new clients. Um, for this month, um, yeah, hit me up, DM me, I'll send you more information, and that's going to be powerful, um, I think there's more questions, let me scroll back, because I think you lot put it in the, uh, thing, hold on, yeah, I just saw it, Ben, I've got to scroll back, because you didn't put it in the question box, in the question box, that's it. Hold on. Um, ah, what do you <clears throat> what do you do to constantly stay in alignment with your highest intentions and not make decisions on your lower emotional, physical, and mental? Woo! Oh, brother Ben, brother Ben. First of all, <clears throat> before we go on, big up brother Ben. Yeah, brother Ben, like. Uh, he came, um, he was, he was, um, he's been, he's always frequent on the lives, um, and giving so much powerful questions and just reflection. And you came on the, he came on the village link up last year. And I'm, I just want to say, bro, publicly, it was such an honor to meet you, to experience you, to just, you know, create with you and be in your space. You brought so much love 
joy, peace, laughter, entertainment, perspective to the Village Link Up. That honestly, it just warms my heart to even know you. And you were part of the reason why I felt like the, the experience was such a heavenly one. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you know, I really get, you know, I really feel, I always feel amazing when I attract beautiful men. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, I've always had great relationships with women. And so when I attract beautiful men, it does something even more to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I know how men are. Because I'm a man. And so when we, when I'm in a space with men and we're just, you know, heart to heart, relating with each other, you know, and, you know, looking out for each other's brothers is such an empowering feeling, man, you know. And, yeah, I just want to big you up on that note. You know what I mean? So, let me answer that. What do you do to constantly stay in alignment with your highest intentions and not to make decisions on your lower... So... <laughs> you have to design your life. The thing is, yeah. Have you noticed? And I've mentioned this before, and it's it's simple, but have you noticed how you will always show up for work because your work is based on your livelihood? Even when you're tired, even when you don't want to go to work. Because your work is based on your livelihood, you go. Yeah? And so, what we need to understand is, once we, we have to keep, one, one thing we have to keep doing is we have to keep auditing our highest intentions to make sure that that is actually what we want. Because the more and more, sometimes, you know, our highest intentions might be packaged in a career. And, you know, which is still sometimes on the lower rung of our spiritual calling. You know, we have to get to the core of what it is down to the down to the, 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 the singular action that reflect our highest intentions. And that way we can always use it and always be in control and, and have a barometer to know when we're acting in accordance with our highest intentions and when we're not. Does that make sense? But you have to make your entire life experience a reflection of that highest intentions <clears throat> so it means knowing your highest intentions on every level so it means relating with it in word relating with it in your reading you see when you read books like this or you know based on your well-being and spirituality then you start to reflect on okay what does that mean in terms of what i've seen that i am called here to do how do i curate my life in a way that ensures that I take entire entire responsibilities. Another thing, family, also understand that you have been programmed, and not just programmed as if it's ending. You are in a you are in a program designed to remove you from that. So the first thing you have to get used to doing two things is taking one hundred percent responsibility. For your life's life. Then forgiving yourself. Humble yourself and forgive yourself on a daily basis. 
Don't use forgiveness as an excuse, but keep yourself humble. Because you are in a program that has been intricately designed against you. Does that make sense? So humble yourself that you don't know everything. And you will fall. And you will hit your knee. And you will relapse a couple times. You understand? Out of ignorance. Yes? But there comes a point. You know like a child can throw shit around the house. And you can't call that child evil. Because it's acting out of ignorance. As soon as that child has a certain level of comprehension. You know that you're just being wicked. You get what I'm saying? If I walk up in your house and start shitting on the floor, you're not you're gonna be like this guy is evil. Why? Because evil is knowing, consciously knowing the righteous thing and consciously willfully doing the exact opposite. That is when you move into evil. And there's a certain point in your spiritual journey. Yes? For example, it's like eating now in my lifestyle. Eating foods now becomes a, like growing up and eating what I was eating was just out of ignorance. But now that I have a certain level of consciousness about the food and what it does to me and how it relates to my spiritual health, I eating certain foods would be an act of sin against myself. Why? Because I know better. Does that make sense? So on your spiritual journey, bro, and this is where it becomes very, very, very intimate. This is why religions and things can't judge you. You, right, you know yourself. You know where you're at in your spiritual journey. I can look at some people and be like, the things that they do and blah, blah, blah. I can't do that because I know better. Does that make sense? So I, where they would be... Uh, Punished just for their ignorance, I will be punished for my evil. Do you understand the levels? It's a different level. Does that make sense? Some people do bad things out of ignorance. They don't know better. And even if they know better, they don't even have the spiritual prowess to do better yet. Okay? But then there's other people who've come to a certain place in their journey where not only do they know better, they have the complete prowess to do better. And they choose to do the opposite. Those people cannot be judged in the same thing. You understand? <clears throat> so, you have to dedicate yourself to your improvement and understand where you're at and constantly act in accordance for where you're at. This is why going inwards is so important and your social environment is so important because if you know better and you're around people who are ignorant they will drag you to hell and you will be punished worse than them does that make sense it's like when i grew up it's like i knew from early that you know running up in someone's house and robbing their shit was not the way to go and i genuinely had friends that did not understand the full spectrum of why that was wrong they knew it was wrong but it was they equated it with so much necessity i didn't have that in my mind and so anytime i tried to participate in things shit would go real wrong for me you get what i'm saying very quickly you understand 
So you got, we can't, we're all here, but we're not all in this, on the same spiritual barometer. Do you get what I'm saying? <clears throat> so you have to understand where you're at and take responsibility for that. And it starts by designing your life in accordance with, with that which you know is righteous and good for you. And humbling yourself to the fact that you don't know everything. Okay? Dope. Let's get some more questions. Ask some more. I don't know how long we got left. But I suspect it's less than 10 minutes. So, <clears throat> how can I connect with people who can let me vibrate higher? Powerful. So now, this is, this is dope. You're already doing that. You know? Um, you're already doing that. Move in the way of your highest intentions. If your idea of vibrating higher, right? If you have an idea that you wish to vibrate higher, then vibrating is just about where you, where you, uh, where you, is about your energy operations. What are you giving and what are you allowing yourself to receive? Okay? So first, that might start with decluttering because you can't breathe in until you breathe out. Do you get what I'm saying? There's no more oxygen coming to you. So if you breathed in some funk, yeah, and you want to get fresh air, you can't do that until you breathe out. So you have to start with letting go of some of the shit that no longer, sorry, that no longer aligns with the lifestyle that you wish to live. Yeah, you might have reached a place where, you know, the things you used to do in yesteryear or the last decade, you know, it doesn't really reflect you in you anymore. Maybe you want to change your diet. Maybe you want to, you know, work somewhere that reflects you know, impact, better impact on the world. Maybe you want to dress differently. Maybe you want to read now. Maybe you want to engage with people that encourage you and are not just, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, you've got to now start to, one, declutter. And that's one of the most difficult things is to let go of the people and places and things that reflect our uh, most recent identities. And then start moving in the direction of what represents your higher vibration. You know, putting yourself, you know, relating with people, you know, got coming on trips such as the village link up, you know, where, you know, is going to attract a particular kind of person, you know, or, you know, you know, taking part in activities, you know, that reflect again, that attract a specific kind of people that are related to the ones that you want to experience. Um, someone said they wanted to come to the next village link up. Please do. Um, it's in December. 26 till the uh, 1st of January, we're going to be uh, observing Kwanzaa together. Um, I've been given the countdown for two minutes, family. Um, what does it say? Yeah, man, everyone's journey is different. Your road sometimes cannot bring others to good vibes. You know, everyone's journey is different. Um, <clears throat> we have a question, but I don't think I can answer in... The one minute, 30 seconds that I have. Fluffy Buffy says, how can you connect with your ancestors spirit for guidance and spiritual growth? Yeah, that is a question I have to answer at another, another time because it requires me to proper break it down for you. But the quickest answer I can give is you are always connected to your ancestors. What if I, what if I told you, <laughs> what if I told you? That everything you 
willfully do is in the name of your ancestors and your children that will come from you. Everything. You'll start to look at your things different. So all them relationships you get into out of selfishness, all the things you eat, the things you say out of hate and greed, that is what you're doing in the name of your ancestors. That's a, I think that's a good note to end on as, as I get the 30 second countdown. Every single thing you do, every thought you project, every action you take against another human being, white person or other, it doesn't matter. Yes, there's no, there's no good or no. It's just you. You are doing this in the name of your ancestors. Every woman you manipulate, every man you try and uh, cheat. I want to be able to get really personal with some of these questions that you're asking because it's it you're asking questions that now that's in relation to your journey. So it you know it may be good for you to have a one-on-one, uh, even a, a consultation, and then some coaching sessions. All right. But um, what I was saying is that everything you do is in the name of your ancestry. We do not, life does not happen linearly as we are taught. Life is in cycles. So you are, you are, you are, you are constantly in connection, in communication, in relation with your ancestry. Yes? Just like a sphere. Yes? You are in constant connection with the all. Okay? So there is no uh, not being connected with your ancestry. You might, not, you, might not be, you might not consciously know the names to evoke that reflect your ancestry. But any, <clears throat> any deep look and, and self-aware uh, ex- um, <laughs> excursion... Um, any in-depth look into self will give you the tools to observe the ancestry that you come from, you know? And you can do this just by practicing observing yourself, constantly observing your ways and behavior. You will start to understand the people that came before you and therefore understand the people that will come from you. But... As a, as a, as a, as a something to think about, which I want everyone to meditate on. And guys, let me put this here. If you, if you are not a part of my WhatsApp broadcast list, we have a world changer WhatsApp broadcast list. It's not a group because I don't like groups. They're annoying, but it's a broadcast list where, you know, I send, um, direct messages to you in the form of inspirational, spiritual health, voice notes, music, podcasts, songs that i don't put out there um yeah and we get to engage one-on-one add my whatsapp guys and um and i want i want you to i want you to meditate on those of you who want to participate please meditate on this that your entire life right everything you do your entire energy operation which which is what your spirituality is your spirituality is your energetic operation all right, your entire energy operation, okay, is a complete communication with both your ancestry and your posterity. Posterity meaning the children that will come after you, your legacy. It's, it's an immediate communication in both directions because 
You are a revolutionary being. You are one being. Does that make sense? So everything you do is in communication with them. And everything you do is in representation of them. So if you want to connect, connecting with yourself is the first steps to being able to connect consciously to your ancestors. Does that make sense? You with me? Connecting with yourself. Okay? Yes, there are people out there who have divination gifts who can help communicate. Like people who are mediums that can help you get get messages and wisdom from the realms of your ancestry. But as a living practice, you do not need a medium because you are directly in communication. What mediums do is act as a an adapter between the energies. Yes? An adapter that allows the messages to be uh, intellectualized in a way that you can immediately understand. But by doing the work on yourself, yes, and by allowing yourself as Ben put to follow your highest intentions, right? Based on observing yourself, then you will start to see and hear and feel that communication on a constant basis. Yes? Do you think learning a mother tongue language could help bring you closer to the ancestors too? Well, yes, in this way. Learning a, a language is a programming. You know, it's like every computer software has a lang- literally a language. That's what coding is about. Languages. So, Just as you are, you have, learning a language allows you to reprogram this mind. And this mind is what programs this reality experience. When you learn another language that is in in alignment with your ancestry, and is in alignment not just with the language that your ancestors spoke, but in alignment with the, their perspectives on life and spirituality and practices. When you learn a language, you begin to program yourself in accordance to them as well. I'll give you an example. I'm learning, I'm learning and I can speak Swahili. And what that has allowed me to do is understand from a living perspective concepts that i did not get before like there was this woman a nigerian woman online and she was speaking about um the fact that in the african language there is in any african language but particularly she's talking about her own she's Igbo. there was no word to describe and justify abortion Does that make sense? There is no word to even begin to... She was saying that to teach women in the, her community about abortion and why it's right, you have to first bring them into the perspective. You see, you have to literally pervert them into English before they can even understand why killing a life that is growing inside of you 
is something good. Does that make sense? Something good. Does that make sense? Abortion in an African construct programming has no bearings at all. And there are many things like that. Does does that make sense? And so what language does, language programs you into your perspective. Language literally changes how you see the world and people and everything around it. That's why yoga has been so powerful because even though yoga sounds like it's an English word the way it's used today, yoga is an is a programming. It's an en- it's an inner engineering as Sadhguru calls it. It's a programming. Yoga, namaste, vinyasas, prana, all of those things are programs. That are not in the English construct. That's why yoga has been so powerful for people. And that's why white people spend millions every year to go to India and get away from their own mess. You understand? So language, yes, is very, very powerful in reprogramming yourself into a connection with your ancestry. That's beautiful, man. But... um Big up Uno. Thank you for tuning in. I must uh, continue with my day. Um, but yes, if you want one-to-one spiritual health coaching, please DM me. Let's get some one-on-one sessions. Um, I'm going to be doing discounts for block bookings um, for this month. Because, you know, this is the month where I'm back. And it's the month we see it's about starting, uh, you know, things afresh and new beginnings. So yes, guys. DM me now. Let's get a consultation and your one-on-one coaching sessions going. Cheza Rojo every Sunday. We did Cheza Rojo yesterday at Brixton Street Gym. It was so wonderful. Uh, it was beautiful. You know, a sister came with her daughter, her nine-year-old daughter. And there was, you know, other people there. And it was just so amazing to be able to commune with my people and just release in the name of spiritual health whilst listening to some beautiful music, you know, that gets us all going, man. And so, yeah, um, if you're in London, 2 to 4 p.m., Brixton Street Gym, every Sunday, um, come down, let's chase the together, bring your, your children, you know, bring your partner, bring your friends, whoever, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, just people who are willing to participate. Uh, yeah, what else? Spiritual Health with Mikkel. This podcast is available online. Um, you can, if you've got Apple, you can search Spiritual Health with Mikkel. If you've got um, uh, Spotify, you can search Spiritual Health with Mikkel. Anchor, you can search Spiritual Health with Mikkel. Um, and you'll be able to listen to the podcasts that come out every week. We're going to be dropping different ones, including uh, Cesarojo Audio, where you can just listen to how beautiful it is. Um, village link up conversations and spiritual health lives like this one but for now much love peace in love out see you on the other side bless nakumaisha family thank you for tuning in to too high to go hell a spiritual health conversation for the millennial generation are you tapped in (laughs) 
Thank you for your ears and thank you for your energy. Guys, if you'd like to support this work in this podcast and anything else World Changer Life is doing, please go to my website, worldchangerlife.com or hit the link in my bio on my Instagram and leave a donation of any kind. Also, family, I'm really interested to know what you guys have learned, what uh, thoughts have been inspired in you from listening to this podcast. So go on to Twitter, at me, at Mikelamine, or on Instagram, at Energy. Use the hashtag spiritual health with Mikkel and just tell me some of the sound bites that you've got, some of the quotables, you know, some of the lessons that you might have learned from the conversations in these podcasts. Also, join the World Changer WhatsApp broadcast list where we can have one-on-one conversations about the topics of spiritual health. Add my number, plus 4477430559, plus 4477430559. Peace in, love out. Hey!